leadership last night. And after leadership, well, during leadership, my mom made a comment about the nail, that how a nail is used to hold up these walls, and the nail can't support everything, but it can do its part. And she made that comment, and I said, man, that's good stuff. You know, we're fitly framed together. And uh, we know he's the nail in a sure place, but he places us where we can best fit the kingdom of God, where we can serve, right? We were talking about worship yesterday, and it was a powerful thought, and she came to me afterwards. See, now you know where I get all my good messages, my wife, my mom. (laughs) And uh, she came to me afterwards, and I probably shouldn't say this because I'm like, man, I want to preach that. But she said, you know, the nail doesn't ever tell the carpenter. It doesn't get to tell the carpenter where it gets to be nailed. And then she said, and a bent nail has to first be straightened out before it can be used. And I feel the Holy Ghost right now. We need God to straighten us out to be useful. Some people get their nose out of joint. They get bent out of shape. You better allow God to straighten you out or you're of no use in the kingdom of God. God, if you need to straighten me out, you just straighten me out. My goodness. You know, he he was the son of a carpenter, right? Interesting that he's hung on a cross with wood nails. The veil was rent from top to bottom when Jesus was on the cross. And the Bible says that the veil, as it was rent, it was hung there. You read the Old Testament, it was hung there with nails. He says the veil, that is to say his flesh, his flesh was crucified. Guess what? With nails. And he said, I have set before thee an open door. And I said it before, I'll say it again. The only way for a door to work, it has to be hung. It is suspended on the hinges. You know what? Your salvation is hinged upon the cross, upon Calvary. Everything hinges upon Jesus Christ. Whether you make it to heaven or not hinges upon Jesus Christ. Well, that's not my nose, but that's a good message right there. So again, thank you, Mom, for the nail. I want to have a workable spirit. Help me, God. Like David said, create in me a clean heart in Psalms 51 and renew in me a right spirit. Cast me not away from thy presence and restore the joy of thy salvation. I want to have a clean heart. I want God to be able to use me. I want to be useful to the kingdom of God. Yes. <clears throat> Praise God. This all right this morning? Amen. I feel like we're just a family sitting around the living room on the couch. We used to have, we used to call it uh, uh, family time or circle time or uh, ta- what was it? Why we round table? Thank you, mom. We're round table. We got round table. We just sit around the table or around the living room, and we just talk. And we just sometimes the best thoughts and messages came just from a round table. I feel like we're having round table right now. This is just is this all right? Yeah. All right, man. This is so good. Well, I guess it is time to preach. <clears throat>
preached about eight, ten minutes, I guess. So I'll take that off the time. Whatever that time is. So let's go to the book of Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 11. Praise God. <clears throat> Did you enjoy the praise and worship this morning? Amen. I, I enjoyed that song, Whose Report Do You Believe To? I just... Good old, I love some of the old songs like that. Wherefore, remember, verse number 11 of Ephesians 2, that you, being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time, there was a time, Oh, we like sheep had gone astray. We had everyone turned to his own way. Every one of us was shaping and born in sin, shaping in iniquity. Every one of us were lost. That at that time, you were without Christ. Thankful I'm not without Christ anymore. <clears throat> Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope, How miserable is that? Rhetorical question because we were all miserable before Christ. We were strangers from the covenants of promise. Everything about living for God was foreign. Some of you came so far you had no idea anything about apostolic doctrine, Pentecostal experience. Some of you were just so far out there, but thanks be to God. You're no, it's no longer a foreign concept to you. Prayer and worship and holiness and praise. And but now, in verse 13, everybody say now. In Christ Jesus, you who sometimes were far off. Some of us, all of us, at one time, were far out. Huh. We're far off. Are made nigh by the blood of of Christ. Thank God for the blood. Thank you, God, for Calvary. <clears throat> I want to preach for a few minutes this morning on simple, simple thought. Near and far. Near and far. Would you help me pray that God would speak to us and through us today? God, we give you glory, honor, and praise. God, I pray for the unction of the Holy Ghost to move in this house, to move on me and through me, speak to me and through me, God. Without you, it's sounding brass and tinkling cymbals. God, I pray that you would minister to everyone in this house today, everyone that will tune in later on the podcast. God, I pray that you would minister to each and every one. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Let the church say amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated today. <coughs> Near and far. There is a word that, we des that describes the Lord, one of many, and that word is omnipresent. 
omnipresent. We know God is omnipotent, omniscient. We know that God is all-powerful. But omnipresent means that God is present everywhere. God knows what's going on everywhere. Amen. God knows what's going on. He sees everything that is going on. But God is not manifest everywhere. Manifest means to be clear or obvious to the eye. In other words, God sees, but He Himself may not be seen. Omnipresent. Acts 17 and 24, God hath made the world and all things therein, seeing that He is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, God is, He reigns in heaven and earth. He holds the world in His hand. The Bible says heaven is His throne, the earth is His footstool. He, he, he created everything. And people get this concept, and it's so hard for our, especially my mind, my little pea brain that I've got in my head is so small and so limited and hard for me to understand everything of God. I can't. It just, it's not within me. It, God is so much greater. His thoughts are above our thoughts. His ways are above our ways. And I don't always understand everything about God. I, I appreciate God giving me, including me in with revelation. But I don't understand everything. But we, it's hard for us sometimes to understand or get the concept that, that, God, that God is not in the universe. The universe is in Him. He created everything. Everything we see, is he's, He has. You can't put God in a box. You can put the, God, the box in God. Hello? So God sees everything, but He's not seen by everything. Proverbs 15 and 3 says, The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. The eyes of the Lord are in every place. The teenagers were here. I say, you don't, don't think that you're hiding from God. or It might just be them and the internet, and they think no one else will see. But the eyes of the Lord are in every place. Job 34, 21, Job said, For his eyes are upon the ways of men, and he seeth all his goings. You see, God can see beyond time and space. He sees and knows everything. He knows the number of hairs on our heads. Some of us are making it easier for him. He sees every sparrow, the millions of sparrows that fall. He sees everyone and he knows because he sees everything everywhere all the time. He's omnipresent. He knows and sees everything from the beginning to the end because He is the beginning. And He's Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end. <clears throat> but here's the problem. If you don't get anything out of this message, you've got to get this today. The, the, the issue is not Him seeing us because we know God sees everything, all things. The question is, can we get close enough to Him to see Him as He is? He can see you where you are. He saw us before we ever came to Him. Matter of fact, when he, the song, when He was on the cross, 
I was on his mind. He looked down in time throughout all of eternity. So everyone that could have the, that had the potential of living for him. And he said, I'm going to go to the cross for you. But to get to see him, you have to get close enough to see him. Because we don't have that kind of eternal eyesight. He sees all. He's omnipresent. That means not only does he see all, but he hears all. He hears everything. Every word spoken, he hears it. The problem is, is that when he speaks, not everyone else hears it. Because they're not close enough to him. Jeremiah 23 and 23. Am I a God at hand or near? Saith the Lord, and not a God afar off? Can any hide himself in secret places that I cannot see him? Saith the Lord. You can't find a secret enough place for the Lord not to be able to see you or hear you or find you. That, that is a great thought right there. That's not a negative. That's a positive. I don't care how far gone you might think they are. God can still see them where they are. He can still hear them when they cry, Jesus, have mercy on me. I don't care how far gone you think somebody is. God still sees them. God still hears them. I don't care how far gone you think a disease is. You might have stage four, but God, you're not too far gone for Jesus to step in. He's not a God that's afar off. He's a God that is present, that is near. Isaiah 59 and 1. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save. Neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear. Not only does he see everything, but he hears everything. And he has a, he has a hand that can stretch out and reach anywhere. I'm so thankful that it doesn't matter where they are or where I am. His hand is able to reach in and touch me. To lift me out of the miry clay. To touch me or heal my body. He can reach into any situation. Verse number 2 though of Isaiah. He said the hand, his hand is not short that it cannot save. Neither is his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But He said but your iniquity. Everybody say iniquity. My iniquity have separated between you and your God and your sin. Everybody say, my sin. Have hid his face from you that he will not hear. You see, herein, herein lies the answer to near and far today. Not only does he see, not only can he hear, not only can he reach, but the separation is not in the, his limitation the separation is in our spiritual being. Adam and Eve lost relationship when they sinned. The only way to get close enough is to deal with the sin issue. <clears throat> and I will say I don't care how far gone someone is in sin. And I've, I've used this phrase, you probably have too, they are so far gone. I've used the phrase, I think they're probably too far gone. 
down that road of sin. But the Bible tells me stories like the prodigal son that when he wasted everything that he had, he was eating what the pigs wouldn't eat or he was eating with the pigs or what their leftovers, if you will, which is disgusting. Think about it. Also, the pigs represented an unclean animal. You can't be more unclean than that. And yet the Bible says he came to himself. And he said, even the servants, oh, to be counted just a servant, a worshiper. Even the servants have it better in my father's house. You know who made up the father's house? Servants. Same word servant in the, in the New Testament, proscunio, Old Testament, Hebrew, shakah, means to worship, to serve. I don't know if you can be in the father's house and not be a servant. He said, even, even the servants have it better than, than this. So he stood up and he began to head home. The Bible says that when his father saw him afar off, he ran to him. You know what I believe? I believe his father knew exactly where he was the whole time. I believe his father was, had been keeping tabs. He knew exactly how far gone and at what bad condition. And I feel like he, and I believe he was grieved the entire time. But oh, the joy when his son started headed back home. I'm telling you, there is you can't go far enough where the hand of God cannot deal with you and bring you back to a saving relationship. <clears throat> Can I encourage somebody? You may have made it, you may have made a mistake or made, made made many mistakes. I don't know. Well, welcome to the club, Team Humanity. Thank you very much. You're part of the team. But I don't care how many mistakes you've made. God loves you. He cares about you. He sees you where you are. And he can reach down to whatever condition or state of being you might find yourself in. And he can lift you up and pull you out of that miry pit. And set your feet on a rock this morning. And I, I've got great news today. Man, this is such a positive message this morning. God not only sees us from afar off, he saw me from afar off, but he can save from afar. That's a long, far place, not a fire burning, Brother Muggs. I know Arkansas is a fur. They say it's a fur piece or it's a far. You say, hey, there's a far. I don't know, is it is a fur, like an animal fur? Is the house on far? All sounds the same. <coughs> Let's just say he can save you from afar. All of the above. He can save you from afar. That covers everything. See, baby, don't make fun of hillbillies. They know what they're saying. He can save us from afar. That's what the Bible says. I guess Jeremiah must have been a redneck because it says, verse 40, chapter 46, verse 27, Be not dismayed, O Israel, for behold, I will save thee from afar off. Isaiah 41 and 9, Thou whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called thee from the chief men thereof and said unto thee, Thou art my servant, I have chosen thee and not cast thee away. I don't want to be a castaway, I want to be chosen. For you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar people who should show forth the praises of him who's called us out of darkness into his marvelous he called me from a far out place in darkness into his marvelous light oh thank God I'm not what I want to be but I'm thankful I'm not what I used to be 
He took us from the ends of the earth. People come to the apostolic church and say, man, you all, look, all you people look alike. Look like everything's just going on. If they only knew how far God had to reach for us. It's far out. I believe God can save anyone from afar off. You ready? When God saves somebody from afar, He does not leave them there. Jesus said in Luke 19, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Luke 15 and 1, Then drew near unto him, Jesus, all the publicans and sinners, to hear him. You see, you got to get close enough to hear him. He said, God's not, I don't feel like God hasn't been dealing with me. You just need to draw closer to him in your prayer and your, in your lifestyle. And God hasn't been speaking to me. And Be faithful to the house of God. Establish a prayer life and have a little talk with Jesus every day. You see, you've got to get close enough to hear him. You see, his ears are a lot bigger than our ears. He hears everything. I don't. He sees all, knows all. I don't. I've, I've known some people that thought they did. <laughs> we won't go there. Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners. They drew near. I was singing this song early this morning. Draw me close to you. Never let me go. Lay it all down again. To hear you say that I'm your friend. How do I hear him say that? I draw close. How do I say? I don't have the greatest eyesight at almost 49 years of age. I used to have like 2010 vision. I could see the little small stuff. Now they all make, all my family makes fun of me because on my phone I've got it to the biggest font possible. <laughs> They're like, how do you, you get like one text. I, you know, they can look like 10 texts or something. I don't know. I mean, they, I'm like, I can see one at a time. I was like, well, I don't need to read more than one at a time. I don't. Right? My, I can't see as, well, actually, my, my far side is pretty good. It's just, it's just my arms. You know, I have long arms, but they're just, they're just not long enough. You understand what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? When I hit my 40s, and I was like, whoa. That looks so much clearer out there than it does here. Lord, what's happening? I know I'm singing to the choir because y'all are smiling. But I can't see as far as he can see. And I can't hear as well as he can hear. But I'm thankful he hears when I cry and he sees. And I pray, God, I just want to draw close to you. That way I can hear your voice. I, I shared this actually with another, another uh, pastor a, a while back. I, I, I've, I've wanted to use this in a message, and I've never, I don't think I've ever used this in the message. <clears throat> but it's my understanding, and I, and I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. That's my wife. And... But the Bible says, if you read, get reading in Samuel, where, how, where, where, where Eli and Samuel, you know the story where Samuel is called, the Bible says that, that Samuel hears the voice of God call him, but Samuel is just a young boy. He doesn't understand who, who's speaking to him, and he runs to where Eli is laying down. He runs, and the Bible talks about, he runs from the house of God to where Eli, to Eli's house, is my understanding. You see, Eli was not 
in the place where God was speaking. But Samuel was. You need to be in a spiritual place where you can hear the call of God when God does speak to you. It's in, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I want to make sure that I am in a spiritual condition. That when God speaks in a still small voice, I am close enough to Him to hear what He has to say. Samuel, he runs to Eli. Eli, you call? No, I don't go with me. I don't want you. Second time, third time in. Well, hey, next, it's the Lord talking to you. Next time he calls you, you just say, here am I. Here am I, Lord. It's kind of a bittersweet. Eli must have been thinking, I don't have spiritual ears. Well, look what happened to Hophni and Phinehas and that. Hey, I don't have, I'm not close enough to God to hear the word of God anymore, but at least someone is. And that's it. I want to be the one that is close enough to Jesus. Draw me close to you. <laughs> To hear you say that I'm your friend. <laughs> I want to stay close to Jesus. That's my prayer today. I just want to stay close. You don't get nothing else out of this message. Just get close to Jesus. Be close enough to hear the still small voice. Be close enough to see him. I can't get out of this Luke 15. I'm going to go, go back. Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. And he spake this parable unto them, saying, What man of you having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after? That word, go after, I, I, I was doing a little word study, a word search. Not, it doesn't mean to search. The shepherd wasn't going on a... This wasn't hide and seek. It speaks of a walk or journey with purpose and direction. The shepherd knew exactly where the sheep was. The sheep was lost and didn't know where it was. But here's the amazing thing. Our shepherd always knows exactly where we are. The shepherd said, I'm going to leave the 99 safe and I'm walking with purpose. I'm going on a journey. I'm going with direction and I'm going to go. I know exactly where they are, what they're going through. I know the pit of sin that they're living in, but I'm going to go right to their house. He said, which one would go after that which is lost until he finds, or, or finds it or obtains it. And I talked to you about what the joy of the Lord is. The joy of the Lord is you. Because joy is an emotion that one gets when you acquire what you desire. You are exactly what God desires to acquire. You bring joy. That's why he says, there's, he said, rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. You bring joy in heaven when you are found of him. How far is God willing to go? Far enough. <laughs> God is willing to go to the extreme. He was willing to robe himself in flesh and go to the cross and endure Calvary for us. How far is God willing to go? Far enough. However far he needs to go. Thank you. 
how are you going to rebuild this temple in three days? He said, watch me. You stick around. And you know who received the Holy Ghost? Those that stuck around in the temple. Peter and the disciples and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and the friends, 120 in the upper room, they were at the temple. They were waiting to see what Jesus was going to do. They were tarrying in Jerusalem until they were endued with power. They didn't understand everything about all that, but they were going to be there when it happened. Why? Because we want to be close to him. Luke 19, verse 5, story of Zacchaeus. and Here comes Jesus. And Zacchaeus, the Bible says, he runs ahead. He runs before. He, he goes, okay, he's coming this way. This is, Jesus is going to pass by right here. And when he saw Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said, Zacchaeus, make haste, come down for today. I must abide at thy house. Zacchaeus said, I want to get close to where Jesus is. And he's going to come right here. He's going to come right by this tree. And I'm going to climb this tree. Isn't it amazing? You can always find Jesus at a cross. You can always find Jesus on a tree. I mean, he's not still on the tree. You understand? I mean, we don't have these little things where Jesus is still on the cross. Amen. He took him off the cross and he was resurrected three days later. Praise God. He's not still on the cross, but you can still go to the cross and find him. Matter of fact, in Acts 2, on the day of Pentecost, Peter uh, preaches, repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sin. And wasn't that awesome? Wednesday night after service, gave a little Bible study to Frank, and he's working, I'm sure, today, and... And he'll be probably listening to the podcast, but old brother Frank, man, what a great testimony. He got the monkey of sin off his back Wednesday night. Praise God. And I, and I asked him, when, how soon do you want to get baptized? He goes, how soon can we back? We can fill it up tonight. We can do it tomorrow night, Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday night, 3 o'clock in the morning. I don't care. We'll fill it up. We'll baptize. He goes, he goes I'm serious about this. Let's do it tonight. Let's do it. Some of y'all left Wednesday night. Church was already over. We filled it up. And 20 minutes later, we baptized Frank in the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Praise God. And all his sins are washed away. Brother Frank, if you're listening, this is just for you. (laughs) It's Because Brother Frank's been listening to the still small voice. He's been seeking God and the mind of God and the will of God in his life. And God has been dealing with him and ministering to him. Brother Frank, you just keep getting close to Jesus. Peter preached that message. Repent, be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the mission of sins you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For this promise is unto you and to your children and to all those that are afar off. Even Jesus had a little southern. Or Peter anyway. So in our text, I read to you that we were afar off. We're but we are made nigh by the blood of Jesus Christ. And a few verses later, I didn't read all of this in Ephesians 2, but in verse 18 it says, For through him, everybody say him, we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Now, this just jumps off the page at me, and this is, I didn't get this on a tape, okay? CD, internet. For through him, everybody say him, we, everybody say we, we both have access. Yeah. 
For through him, Jesus, we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Not only do we have access to him, but he has access to us. Know ye not that you are the temple of the living God. Because of the cross, not only do we have access, and we always preach it, we go to the holiest of holies, but he also has access to where we are. Y'all are quiet this morning. Either that is like so deep. Are you half asleep? That's deep or sleep. One of the two. I hope it's deep. I tell people, my, I don't have a big enough shovel, shovel to get that deep sometimes. We have access. We both have access. It's because of the, he went to the cross, not just so that you could have access to him. He went to the cross so that you, he could have access to you. Listen, I am near you, but you don't even know because you're so far away from me, even though I can I see you but, and I know everything about you. Uh, I, I am near enough to hear and see you, but you are far too far for me to hear what I have. But I'm going to come to where you are. And God robed himself in flesh. He manifested himself in flesh. Why? He could come close so that we could see and hear, feel. Jesus comes, he's Terry, and Lazarus has died, and Mary and Martha say, had you been here, Jesus? And he's like, I was close enough. And Bryson's favorite verse, Jesus wept. And Bryson said one of these days he might preach the shortest message of all time. Jesus wept, so should you. Go to the altar. <laughs> Yeah, his title's going to be, Why'd You Make God Cry? <laughs> I'm thankful that I have access to him and he has access to me. <laughs> There's danger of growing and drifting too far gone. Psalm 73, 27, too far, far off from the Lord. For lo, they that are far from thee shall perish. But it is good for me to draw near to God. It's good for us to get a close. I want to get as close to Jesus as I can. I want to stay close to God. Zephaniah 3 and 1, he was speaking of the judgment in Jerusalem. And the prophet says, Woe to her that is filthy and polluted to the oppressing city. She obeyed not the voice and she received not correction. She trusted not in the Lord. And she drew not near to her God. Wow. It's hard to hear the voice of God. Or it's hard to get close to God if you're not obeying the word. And not receiving correction. And you're not trusting in the Lord. And really hard to hear the voice of God when you're not faithful to Him. I guess I am going to pastor for just a couple seconds this morning at least. And I felt this was more an evangelical message trying to reach to somebody. Hey, you might be far off, but God is nigh to you. He's closer than you think. You, he's closer than you realize. But can I pastor a little bit? We, we got to be careful that we don't, we don't get drift too far gone because we won't be able to, to hear the voice of God. We can't stay close to Him and you'll, you will not have a close relationship if you obey not the voice. 
if you receive not correction, and if you do not trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not to, you lean to your own understanding, but not to His understanding, it's going to be hard for you to stay in a close relationship. It'll be hard to hear the will of God and the voice of God. It's hard to see something that's so far away. And that's exactly what sin will do. Sin will separate you from Him. My parents always said, you got to stay close to the house. That was a rule. My mom's here today. She can testify to the fact I had to be close enough that I could hear her whistle. Not whistle. She had literally a whistle. She'd go out in the front yard and she'd... And if I didn't, if I wasn't close enough to come running when she whistled the whistle, I was grounded. I found myself in a whole heap of trouble. <laughs> so to stay out of trouble, I stayed close. Oh my goodness, that'll preach right there. To stay out of trouble, we need to stay close to Jesus. I'm going to stay close to him. How about you? <laughs> To stay out of trouble, I want to stay close to him. To keep hearing the voice, I want to stay close. I want to be within earshot. I want to go wherever he goes, that's where I'm going. Wherever he leads, that's where I'm going. Why? Draw me close to you. Never let me go. I got so much more notes. I don't have enough time. I'm running out of time. I've already gone 40 minutes this morning. But he said, there's nothing that can take when something is placed in my hand, there's nothing that can pluck you out of my hand. Stay close. Stay close. How do I stay close? Establish a prayer life. Have communion with him every day. Pray without ceasing. What does that mean? That means I woke up this morning with my mind. Stayed on Jesus. I went to sleep last night with my mind. Stayed on Jesus. Proverbs 15 and 29. And, I, and I'm, I'll try to close. Come give them hope, somebody. Proverbs 15. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he heareth the prayer of the righteous. The Lord is far from the wicked. But he heareth the prayer of the righteous. Isn't it interesting how people that don't live for God, then they have a problem and they come to the people of God to pray for them? Do you know why they do that? Because they ain't close enough to. Even though they could pray, God will hear them. I think he hears everything. But here's the thing. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. He hears it, but he doesn't manifest. In other words, he doesn't reveal. There's a reason why the unrighteous will pray and they don't get a response. It's not that he didn't hear them. It says he doesn't hear them. You didn't catch that. But he draws close to the righteous. We prayed, a couple weeks ago, the, the, we talked about the stone of prayer. The prayers of a righteous availeth much. For the righteous are close to Jesus. Psalms 46, God is our refuge and strength. He is a very present help 
in trouble. I want to stay as close to him as I can. Do you know the Bible says that Jesus told Peter, he said, they're getting ready to take me, Peter. But I want you to, I want you to know, you're going to deny me three times. No, God, I'm not going to deny you. No, I'm not. I'm, Jesus, I, no. You're, you're talking to the wrong fellow. They came, they took Jesus. He's standing before the Pharisees. The Bible says that Peter was warming himself by the fire from afar off. Watch this. Mark 14, 54, and Peter followed him, Jesus, afar off, even unto the palace of the high priest. And he sat with the servants and warmed himself at the fire. And a few verses later, in verse 66, and as Peter was beneath in the palace, there cometh one of the maids of the high priest. And when she saw Peter warming himself, she looked upon him and said, Thou also wast with Jesus of Nazareth. Here's the maid of the high priest. She works there. She works for the one that's persecuting Jesus right that's judging him, really. He had to go to Pilate. You're why you were just with Jesus, huh? No, no, I don't want to follow from afar. I want to stay close. Somebody that will deny him is someone that is too far away from him. Those that deny him are too far away from him. But those that are close to Jesus are not ashamed to be called his friend. Not ashamed to be called a child of the king. And I know Peter didn't have the Holy Ghost like we have the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost had to be poured out by that. Until Acts 2.38. Peter didn't deny Jesus afterwards. When he got the Holy Ghost, he did not. Because Peter said, hey, I'm going to stay close. Wherever the Spirit leads, draw me close, God. I want to. As we stand together this morning, I wonder is there anyone here that says, Hey, I don't want to drift too far away. I want to stay as close to Jesus as I can. And I wonder this morning if we could just take a few minutes this morning. I want to just open these altars and just say, Hey, if you need to draw a little closer to Jesus, draw a little closer to Jesus. This isn't about anybody else today, this is between you and the Lord. If you need to see Him as He is, if you need to feel Him, if you need to touch Him this morning, if, if you need to hear a voice from the Lord, uh, would, you, would you take a few minutes this morning and find a place? You want to pray at your, your chair, you want to pray at an altar, but would you just draw a little closer to Jesus this morning? I want to stay as close to Him as I possibly can. He's a very present help in time of trouble. Maybe you're going through something, you just need to draw close to Jesus. Just begin to talk to Him. Begin to elevate Him. Why? He said He inhabits. He gets close in the praises of His people. If we could just spend a few minutes this morning and just praise Him. and just Jesus, I love you today. I'm coming before you, Lord, like Zacchaeus. I'm climbing up a tree of praise and worship this morning. God, I'm finding myself an altar. God, that I know you're going to pass by. And when you do, God, I want to draw close to you. God, I need you today. I need you in my mind. I need you in my family. I need you in my spirit. I, I, I need you, Lord, today. I want to draw close to you, God. I need a move of God this morning. Let's find a place to draw close to him. Let's